and welcome to School of Hustle. I'm your host, Sarah, and this is the show where we chat with everyday entrepreneurs about everything that goes into starting a new venture. The fragrance market is a $7 billion industry that is expected to keep on growing. And JJ Vittoria, the founder of Olfactory, has shaken up an industry that has been around for centuries. Olfactory is a modern, fine fragrance brand that allows people to create custom fragrances with scents that are created by the world's top perfumers using the highest quality natural and sustainable ingredients found in the finest luxury products at a fraction of the cost. JJ, welcome to the show. Hi, welcome to the studio. I'm so happy to be here. I've been here a few times. Yeah, and when I say a few times, I mean way too many times because <laughs> I love your brand. I've actually made my own perfume here. And um, the cool thing about Olfactory for me is everything's customizable. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so actually the custom part was not in the original really? plan. So the, the, originally what we wanted to do here was we, you know, I wanted to make a brand that was like had so a lot of the elements you see in fashion these days, affordable, mm -hmm. but luxury products. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to make these really high quality, beautiful fragrances, world's top perfumers, but we wanted to be able to make it more accessible, fun, interactive, as opposed to the kind of darker, a little more exclusive yeah. you know, environments you, you can get um, in some of these other brands. So because we were bottling everything on site, mm -hmm. what, what that allowed us to do is create this sort of custom experience that kind of came afterwards. Oh, the original yeah. idea was just to be like affordable, but ext extremely high quality fragrance. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your background because in researching you, I learned that you really, you don't have what I expected as a background, but in like a really cool way. So you actually have a financial background yeah. and then you started Olfactory. Yeah. Why? I mean, you know, it's one of those things, right? So I grew up interested in fragrance, in mm -hmm. the art of fragrance, but you know, it, I didn't see it as like a business opportunity. I was interested in the art side of things. Mm -hmm. I had um, some family and friends in, in, the, in the business. I think going into, going into sort of uh, financial uh, business after I, after I um, graduated college, uh, you know, I sort of learned about what it would take to start a business. I think some of that sort of understanding gave me the confidence, um, but also the the analysis aspect of what it would take to to make it work. You know, to make something like this, which is a new sort of idea, yeah. and actually make it make it a business that could actually you know exist. Yeah, I don't know of anything else like this in New York. Um, I remember, like, I went on a trip when I was fifteen to Italy, and they had a perfumery there. And I made my own fragrance, and I thought it was the coolest thing. So when I learned that you guys were here, I immediately came in the store because I think part of the way you can create a successful business is by doing something that others aren't doing, and, and that's something you're doing. So uh, what was the first step? You said you kind of experimented yourself, mm -hmm. and then when did you say, "Okay, I'm actually going to do this"? And what was what was the first thing you did? Yeah, it was not one of those like you know. <laughs> Yeah, people talk about it. it was definitely wasn't like that. So yeah. as I said, I was yeah, I was working full time, um, and on the side, I was kind of as I say, playing around things. Also starting to formulate the ideas of what a business would look like, understanding what other businesses in the in the in the industry look like, um, and then just really being driven by the idea of having just really great fragrance. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the basis here. It was always the idea, as I, you know, as I said about the. Um, you know, having affordable but high quality. The idea was just to focus on fragrance. I felt that 
the fragrance industry, the retail side of it. Um, and that's why I think my background coming from like knowing the perfumers and understanding the art of it. How do you know the perfumers? Yeah, so that's just so, like that. I mean, it's, so it's weird. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it, you know, perfumery, if you know, if, you know, um, some, some of those out there might know a little bit about the industry, it's a very sort of niche uh, and uh, sort of small industry. Mm-hmm. There aren't that many master perfumers that have, and uh, like 50 or 60, I think, really? that have created almost everything you've smelled, almost. It's a small, and it's like within that, they're in these four different fragrance houses. And so it's oh. a very like, it's, it's a small industry. And I just happen to know a couple just through friends and family. Um, and so that's how I got into it. I, the retail is just so unfamiliar. A lot of these retailers have, they have these super ornate and mm-hmm. fancy bottles, these sort of uh, ex- like antique, extravagant environments. Well, we wanted to step away from that mm-hmm. and get back to what's in the bottle itself. Yeah. Um, and that actually speaks to the name Olfactory NYC was kind of the whole idea about Olfactory was to get back to your Olfactory senses. Like what is your, what are you actually smelling? And I mean, that's exactly what you do here. So you do it perfectly. Tell me about the process of starting this. Okay. So. Sure. You have the idea, you have the concept. Did you start an online store first or did you start uh, the in-person store first? Did you do them both together? Yeah, so so what we, with fragrance and being, uh, and looking back at it now, honestly, like <laughs> I do things a little differently probably because I was just so, you know, when, you're, when you've got an idea and you feel strongly about it, you kind of just like, just make a lot of decisions because you feel like I need to make decisions. Yeah. You know, with a fragrance brand, it's something you need. It's not a visual product. It's something that you need to smell. You have to smell it. That's that's also the challenge with COVID because people can't come in because you have to kind of be there in person to smell it, to decide. Right, right. Um, Although I think you have great descriptions online, but earlier you had mentioned some people don't know what certain scents smell like. You can describe them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's like that little barrier there. Yeah. So in terms of, I mean, yeah, we wanted to, we knew we had to have a physical presence mm-hmm. as well as an online um, uh, presence. But the problem with physical retail uh, today, obviously, is you know it's 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 a cost. It's something that people have to, you know, no one wants to hear about you starting a. a brand that's brick and mortar these days they want you to be all online mm-hmm. but with fragrance it's one of those products where you kind of need that physical presence somewhere especially if we don't have like a, a celebrity behind it or some sort of um we don't have uh, a, a big brand behind it so the idea with, with this unknown brand was we had to have a sort of a physical presence but we also wanted to supplement that with an online uh, business as well tell me how did you market it then right so you don't have celebrity endorsement but you have a really great idea mm-hmm. so how did you get people into the store yeah so we, we you know we didn't have like all the funding in the world yeah and so we what we had to do is we had to sort of do a lot of instagram uh, uh influencers and that kind of thing marketing sort of in that way what we tried to do was we tried to leverage the experience the experience aspect mm-hmm. of it um, because we're making a custom scent and it's a process, you come to the studio, you create your scent, it's, you know, you, you choose a scent, you choose the name and all that. It's all kind of a sort of, it's a, the whole process, while the scent itself doesn't lend itself to a, uh, to a visual medium, mm-hmm. uh, the process does. You can video it, you can show the process and that kind of thing. And so we wanted to kind of leverage that aspect in the marketing of it. Um, and yeah, then it, and that yeah. part's really cool, by the way. So you come in, you smell everything, and then you can add your own individual scents to the bottle if you want to add uh, 
certain scents, right? And then you can customize your bottle. So you can choose the color, you can even name it. Yeah, we've got one right here. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you can see it. Nicole. <laughs> this is Nicole. This is yeah. Nicole. This is not yours, but I No, you mine, I wore mine today, though. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. in the spirit of this interview. <laughs> yeah, great. I love it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't see on the camera, but, uh, but on, on that side of the room is uh, where you start. St so step one, picking one of your core scents, mm -hmm. um, as you did. And then on this side behind me is our sort of custom bar yeah. where you then build off one of the original scents. So your employees really need to know how to guide someone in this, ex this experience, right? Yeah. Uh, hiring can be one of the most challenging things mm. for many businesses. How do you go about doing that, knowing that your employees have to also have a really good sense of smell? Yeah, is it part yeah. of the interview process? Like, tell me what smell this is. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, you know what? It's... Um, yeah, we do, tra we train, uh, you know, our employees, we, you know, make sure they understand what works well with what, um, but, and you know, what we found is actually a lot of people do have an interest in perfume. It's sort of a weird thing. Like it's, it's, it's a whole sense. It's a, it's a part of, you know, but, but people don't really know a lot about it. People don't really think about it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is, a, there is a, there is enough people out there who do sort of have an interest in fragrance. They want to know more. And so it's kind of like, you know, it's not just like, you know, you're not just a sales, it's not just a sales job. You, you're able to actually, you know, be part of the creation process. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, that's an exciting thing to be part of. Um, and so yeah. when you work here, you're not just selling a product, you're, you're, you're helping someone create something. And you're educating them yeah. on scents. When I created my custom scent, Megan was very helpful with me because I didn't really know what I was doing. And I think that really helps uh, the customer have a better experience because she kind of said, okay, like what scent profiles do you like? Do you like floral? Do you like more sweet? Do you like more woodsy? Yeah. And she kind of guided me that way and we went through the process. Um, so it made it just so much easier for me. So I appreciate that. Yes, I mean, that's great that you knew um, what you wanted to, like, you knew a little bit about what you liked. Or yeah. what you, but you'd be surprised about how many people don't they don't even know what they like. They, do I like woody? Do I like flora? I don't know. Like a lot of people don't know that. And so that's also kind of why we have the process we do is that it's only nine cents to start. You don't, it's not so overwhelming that you don't, you know, and yes, you know, and, and within that there are floral, woody, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but you can kind of start there and then you can, people discover what they like just once they come in. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how the process is designed to be not so crazy exclusive. You really don't need to know much before you come in. You just need to have a nose and be, and yeah, exactly. So what's your favorite scent? Ah, that's like, what's your favorite child? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's, uh, so in terms of like core scents, yeah. it, it varies a little bit. What I end up getting is like, you know, once you, once you build off your core scent here, you can add these different accords. Mm -hmm. And I end up like, uh, I end up getting kind of tied to certain accords mm -hmm. that we have. We're always we don't change the core sense that much, but we do sort of alter the accords that are on offering. You can always get the scent you got before. We don't get rid of an accord ever. So if you made one before, you'll be able to get it again. Often I'm always like, whatever the newest one is, I'm excited about that one and that tends to be So you get fixated there. on the new product and then you move on? Yeah, exactly. But in terms of the core sense, I love the reed. I wear the reed a lot. It's this mossy, earthy scent. It's a little like fresh rain almost, Ooh. very unisex. Yeah. Um, and so I know you like the Blake. I do. I like Blake and Taylor because I like more flowery yeah, yeah. scents. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had someone come in and, and you don't have to answer this, but I'm just yeah. curious. 
Have you ever had someone come in and make a scent that was just like, oh my God, that's terrible? Uh, we, so the process is designed to avoid that because obviously <laughs> you're starting with a core scent. Those are all great. And then when you start adding things, we're going to we guide you okay. a little bit. If you start getting adventures in yourself, people will say, well, I, that I will step in and say, look, I don't really think this is going to work well, but let's try it. <laughs> and then, you know, if you really, you know, people want to go that way, I, I'm, Who's the arbiter of what's good at the end of the day? Whatever they want, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Has it ever been a situation where they loved it and you were just like, nah? Well, and that's the case, right? So like <laughs> if someone, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes, yeah. yes. But I always say, I'm pretty honest. Like, yeah. and hopefully the other people here are honest as well. I mean, if something is not smelling quite right, I think, then you, but it's hard to do that, really. Right. Hard to be really bad. It's just... You know, if you just don't like it, I know sometimes there's combinations that I just don't like, but someone might love it. One of the questions I had, which like just for my knowledge, I have a perfume that I bought in Dubai that I love, but I don't know where to get it. So what is it possible for someone to come in here and have and like bring a perfume they love and say, how can you guys make this? We get a lot of that. Is that uh, a as thing? you might expect, you get a lot of people who want to recreate a scent. Um, Legally, we can never recreate a scent exactly, obviously, oh, but there's formulas. Well, formulas are trade secrets. Okay. So uh, even if we did know them, which we wouldn't, um, but we can always take you in that direction. So what ends up happening is that's actually sometimes useful because you can, if you come in with, and you've got something that's super woody and, and rich and earthy, um, we can then show you different things. We know immediately that that's the kind of direction you want to go, gotcha. and we can show you in that, in that way. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Good yeah. to know. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> Earlier, you briefly referenced funding. Funding in New York for a storefront, not the cheapest thing on earth. Yeah, yeah. So how did you do it? Yeah, so, um, you know, Frank, I mean, originally it was a lot of just reaching out to friends and family. As I said, I knew some people in the industry, so that helped. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to sort of uh, formulate this idea that was a little bit different. And I was also able to, you know, even though it is a storefront, Luckily, and this is, you know, for other entrepreneurs out there, there's two sides of every coin with these things. So while storefronts, everyone says, you know, you don't want to start with a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. um, because of that, it means that there's prices have come down a little bit, especially now. Oh. Um, so, you know, in COVID times, like you can get good deals. So uh, even so, you know, you're not getting the traffic. So there's it's a push and pull. Um, we knew we had to have it because of fragrance. Not We wanted to be able to have that interaction right. and because of the custom process that came after. Um, but we were able to just figure out ways that were um, the most cost effective in that way. And yeah, it's sort of because it wasn't there wasn't a ton of funding um, for an, a brand that wasn't just purely online. Uh, it was more of it was more of just trying to get as get revenue up as soon as possible, get the get the word out there and be able to get to the point where you don't need the funding. Um, you can sustain yourself yes. with your own. Um, so did you use your savings? Did you take out a loan? Did you get investors? Which route did you go? Uh, all of the above. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I had some of my own savings, um, but also yeah, investors, friends and family, mm -hmm. um, investors, and, um, and, and really just getting up to the point where we were breaking even as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, which was after the first year and a half, we were sort of there. So yeah. it was kind of like at that point, it was easier to convince some other people to come in um and and uh, not have to be not on that sort of heavy cash burn that you can get to so in terms of i would definitely you know the quicker you can get to that point i think it's just just takes a whole load off your back because yeah. you're not like losing money all the time and that was the that was the idea with us do you have any advice for someone that's doing this that 
would help them get to that break-even point faster? Yeah, I mean, well, figure out where you're, where you can make money, uh, <laughs> where you can, where your best margins are, um, and really just go for that. Uh, you know, don't you know? You have to obviously you want to get your product out there as much as possible as well. Um, but for us, it was like we we sort of scaled up marketing as we were able to with the with the with the money we had. Obviously, I think advice would be raise as much money as you can if you can if you can get access to the if you can get access to it um, for sure. Um, but that was uh, but that was the idea for me. Also, just to prove to yourself that you can do it. Yeah, I think there's something a bit, you know, it's a bit demoralizing. I think if well, I mean, for some people, I think I don't have the confidence. I think to have a business that was that would be just losing like more and more and more. Uh, right. I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm also not you brave. have a financial <laughs> background, so I think for you the numbers which the numbers should be important for anyone, but for you, the numbers are so important yeah. because of that background you have. Yeah, yeah, and so what we tried to do, you know, as I say, the whole idea being affordable luxury fragrance, like how do you mm -hmm. make, how do you do that? We had to just look for savings where we could, we weren't gonna save on the, on the fragrance itself. As I said, we wanted to put um, everything into the fragrance, but the packaging and all that, we had to get kind of innovative on how we used our packaging how we're able to avoid these high minimums that you get with suppliers. So all of your perfumes, they're unisex. Why did you decide to do it like that? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's really been a trend in the industry yeah. um, towards uh, uh, not branding things so much as female and male. It's yeah. sort of unavoidable a little bit because of the colors. Um, right. But, well, you know, you run out of colors if you don't choose different colors for yeah, the bottles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, too, is it also it all feeds back into the idea of it being less about the packaging and the marketing. The fact of the matter is, the perfumers don't create fragrances for men or for women. Oh. That's kind of done once they send it to the marketing department of the brand that they're working for. And then they stick it in black packaging and call it a men's fragrance. And typically that ends up being woody scents, but you could take anything and put it in a darker packaging, yeah. call it that poor um or whatever, or you know, femme or whatever. And then and it becomes a, a female or male scent, you know, we wanted to get it again. We wanted to get away from all of that stuff. And, you know, this is more about what do you love to smell? Right. Uh, what, and frankly, unisex fragrances, once they're on a man or on the, once they're on a woman, these, these great fragrances, they change on your skin. They, they the do. Ideas, yeah. They change with the wearer. And so you'll have a scent, same scent that's worn by, you know, a husband and a wife and it's, and it smells different. It's a different, uh, it's a different scent on each of them. So you guys have one location here in Nolita. This is your flagship store. Are you thinking of expanding to other stores at a certain point? Uh, kind of what's your growth strategy with this brand? Yeah, so I mean, you know, obviously COVID has thrown a lot of things up in the yeah, air. We definitely, we're definitely, um, were before this, thinking of opening another, we were, we were looking into another location um, in, in New York City. Um, the idea though is this is more like, I think of it more of like a studio, yeah. where we're sort of, you know, cause a lot of the days when there are not customers in here, we're playing around with different things, we're making different things. Um, and so I saw it's kind of like a base camp for that, mm -hmm. for that sort of, uh, for that sort of, uh, for playing around. So we definitely want to bring the experience to other cities, um, you know, with the online experience mm -hmm. uh, that we've now built out, like you can do the custom uh, experience online. Um, at, How do you do that? Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, the scent creation side is a two-step process. You start by uh, picking one of the core scents and mm -hmm. then you uh, try different versions of your favorite core scent. Yeah. We replicate that online with two different uh, sample boxes. So this little box here, this is part of your online experience. Yeah. So this is new. 
Yeah, it's sort of new. We okay. just weren't really, when we had a studio, we were kind of a new brand. Yeah. It was people coming in and creating the scent. And then online was really more, once you've made your custom scent, we save the blend on file. And then you can always come back. Uh, you can either come back and recreate it, or you can just reorder it online. If the blend is saved online with your profile, and you can re and you can just reorder your scent uh, online. Um, so that was more the online was more for the reordering side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know when COVID started, you know when. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Every business owner has the yeah, same yeah. story. It's a big sigh right I now. I know so you're like. like yeah. um, we sort of started trying to figure out how can we recreate this process online. Um, and because it's a two-step process, it, it sort of lended itself a little bit to that. So you start with this um, this box, uh, which has our original core sense, all the core sense you see behind mm -hmm. you um, in this box. And then um, and then once you've found your favorite from those, it comes with a credit. So mm -hmm. it's, this box is $18, mm -hmm. uh, but it comes with an $18 credit oh. to the next step, which is where you pick, you pick your favorite. So let's say you like the Blake, uh, you would then... Um, uh, you then get a box that is just versions of the Blake. So you would send you another box called the Tinkerer mm -hmm. box, which is just versions of the Blake. And then you then you can try those. And then your favorite of those comes with another credit towards the full size, which would have. Wait, your... that's brilliant. So you end up, I didn't end up know being you did it like that. I yeah. thought you had to buy this box and then you had to buy the full price perfume. But no, it all yeah, no. adds up it to. It adds up to the same price. So and you get all these extra samples that, you know, maybe you want to play around with. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Way to find a solution in a difficult scenario. Yeah, yeah. it's a slower process, right? Because you've got to, <laughs> you've got to get the bomb box, then you've got to try it, then you got to, so it's not just coming into the store and, and having, you know, the same, uh, having it walking out with a fragrance mm -hmm. half an hour later. Um, but it is a way to do it at but home it, and you get to play around. And it's, and it's COVID safe, which <laughs> is the whole goal. So how are you marketing this? Yeah, so um, a lot similar to how we, we marketed the original experience through, you know, mm -hmm. working with uh, influencers online. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've done more sort of a uh, little more of the TikTok. TikTok, uh, TikTok ads, um, YouTube. Is um, that working? TikTok is so new. I just got on it. I'm curious your experience. TikTok is really good for, um, I think, for active engagement and activation. Yeah. I think TikTok is, uh, is a great... Um, is a great tool uh, because it's just it sort of really concentrates on the experience, right? Because right. it's because of the the video nature. I think people are just more engaging. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube is is similar too, right? So YouTube because you can show yeah. the process and you can show the trying on and it gives a little more personality to it. Um, I think it's I think it's it's definitely yeah. I mean, it's definitely better than Instagram in that respect. So for marketing purposes, you found video content is is best for this because it is such an experience yeah yeah so fragrance also because you know i spoke earlier about how our whole brand the whole idea was to focus on the fragrance and not on the packaging right so and like instagram's you know, like yeah, all about exactly. visual so suddenly we're you know we have these nice colors but you know for instagram we're always like oh gosh it's just like a bottle you know it's not like what you know what how much can you right. say Right. So, so, but with, with, with the videos and, and, you know, stories, but also, um, on YouTube and, and TikTok, you can, you can really play out that experience, you know, with, with the playing around with these, mm -hmm. whether it's this or with it, whether it's coming into the store and, and, and playing around with the different scents here, it kind of lends itself to the video process. It really shows the, the power of storytelling, I think. I mean, in terms of like the, the storytelling, it's also a story of creation and uh -huh. it's a story of education. Yeah. So people are not just... Um, you know, you don't just see them, you know, uh, taking you through something. You see them as they go from someone who like 
didn't really know about fragrance or didn't really know what they liked. Maybe you were skeptical of the experience um, mm. because they just weren't into fragrance necessarily. Um, I and think then at the they end of were it, into fragrance and yeah. then they come here. Like when I came here with my videographer, he, I, he didn't think he was into fragrance and, and then he realized he is. <laughs> that's great. And that's See? the power of converting. it. Converting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Converting. So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's what you said about, about the market for fragrance. This is the, whole, the idea of this brand is not just getting people who love fragrance, but it's, it's expanding to people who don't necessarily, who don't know yet. Yeah. And, you know, you, uh, as you look at the, you know, the US specifically is a pretty fragrance dry market in the sense mm. that people here, there aren't, they're just like a lot of people, there are a lot of people who don't really wear fragrance here, except for maybe a special occasion. And when they do, they have one signature scent. Um, That's true. Right. That's... And so like, but in Europe, uh, and especially in the Middle East, you have a fragrance wardrobe, which is That's like, so which is like, you know, whether, you know, same way you have different dresses clothes. or clothes or in your wardrobe, you have a fragrance wardrobe, which for different seasons, different times of day, you wear a different fragrance. And so, you know, this is what, um, and so the idea here is to sort of just open fragrance up a little bit. Um, because I think the reason why it's, it, you know, it is that way right now in the US is because it's just so expensive to get great fragrances. It is, it is. We work with these perfumers that have created some of these designer fragrances. So for instance, uh, one of our perfumers, he created a CK1, a very mm -hmm. popular fragrance, but it hasn't changed much mm -hmm. over time. Um, it, they, they may tweak a little bit on the margins uh, year to year, but it hasn't, it hasn't changed too much. And so what that's done is that, you know, it's created this industry where they're just iterating a little bit on these, on these products that were popular when they launched back in you know, the 80s or 90s. Mm -hmm. um, and so what that's meant is a lot of those customers, you know, they who want something new and fun and exciting have had to go to these other brands that started recently have taken advantage of this. Um, but they're all these really expensive, yeah. they're more expensive. So those designer fragrances are like $100, $150. Uh, these new artisanal brands, you may have heard of, they're not that new anymore, but really great fragrances, um, but they're just really expensive. Really, And why do you think they're so expensive? Are you think they're just adding the price because of their branding and then they have the whole packaging thing? going yeah. for them, which you guys don't have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to minimize. So making fragrance while the fragrance itself tends to be not that expensive. There's a lot of stuff around it mm -hmm. that can make, you know, you end up having to, especially these brands, as I, as I say, we don't hold very much finished inventory because it's custom. Mm -hmm. These brands have to buy a lot of stuff all at once. And so to pay for that, they have to charge on each fragrance quite they're, a lot. Because they're paying for their inventory. Exactly, And you, yeah. you don't have to do that here. Right, we don't have, we make a lot of the inventory. So it's so. super fresh. In some stores you go in, that perfume could be sitting on that shelf for a year. But here, right. you know that it's fresh because you literally see it being made right in front yeah. of you. Yeah, it's bottled fresh right there for you. Um, you, I don't want to say this in on a year. I don't I hope they're not. Um, but, <laughs> but how long can fragrances last normally? By the way. Yeah, sure. Fragrances can last. Uh, you know, it's not like milk. It doesn't like go off one day. Um, okay. People say two years is roughly like the sort of shelf life. But that that's not like milk. It doesn't go mm. off right away. Um, it's more like it then might lose color. The scent might change a little bit. Mm. Um, but it's not really like a. It's not like a hard and fast rule if you do keep them in a fridge so collectors keep them in fridges because really? they last longer and collectors like don't don't uh i have a friend that's a collector he, he had, probably has a fridge yeah he, he has i've never seen this not even in this store i've never seen as many perfumes <laughs> or fragrances i asked him i said how do you keep track of this and he just says i just know yeah yeah you yeah. said that uh 
like we we both could be wearing the same fragrance. It smells different on both of us. Why? So that that's to do with yeah hormones, um, mm. the oils of your your skin, which mix with the scent. You know, as I say, some of the best fragrances how they work and is 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 because they mix with your your body oils. If gotcha. like if they're not good, they'll just be sitting there on top of your skin. Oh. Um, but the best ones will just will mix in well and they'll. And the way they project is by mixing with your with your your body oils as well. And so and so that's why you can that's why certain things will smell different on a on a on a man and a woman. I should also you know we we have a, we do have a lot of couples that come in and create a scent for each other. But it is super oh, that's interesting. Cute. That's a cute date idea. It's a great date idea. But it Lily? is it, it's funny like <laughs> it, it's it's funny because they. Uh, scent is so associative yeah. and so like how you your memories end up being the how you interpret these these scents and so i it's a funny example is for one you know for one uh for for for, the, for a guy it'll be the same scent like a jasmine will remind them of the a bush in their grandma's backyard yeah. uh but then the woman it'll be like it'll remind them of like an ex-boyfriend and so they'll have completely different ways they interpret that That's... scent and it's just and then it, you learn a lot about each other in the way you have you know so it's a fun experience for couples because uh, or, or friends because you learn more things about each other as well as creating a scent that's so true that a scent can bring back memories some yeah. of my favorite scents and my least favorite scents bring back specific memories yeah. you mentioned like an old boyfriend like there's a versace perfume oh aqua de Gio. aqua de Gio, yeah that one no not gonna happen ever again. That's a very popular <laughs> scent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I mean, my sad. husband tried to wear that, and I'm like, absolutely not. I cannot <laughs> wear that. It's been ruined. <laughs> um, another thing I've noticed is there's hotels now that are starting to have their own scents at the entrance. Have you ever considered going into that and and like selling to not just individual consumers but businesses? Yeah, so we've started to do more of like re smaller residences and and businesses where they where they want to have a scent to fill their WeWork space or something like that, um, where we can kind of create something. You, they start by creating something here and then we can translate it into a diffuser or mm. whatever, depending on the, the space and the business. Um, and as you say, a lot of people are more interested in that these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've done workout studios like Box and Flow nearby. One of our last guests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that. cool. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, there we made the, the scent for their studio. Um, but yeah, so, so we've done some, some smaller businesses like that, creating a scent for them. Um, and that's um, and that's a, it's something that I think is is is, is an industry that, a sort of a business that we want to we would love to get more into. Yeah, it's it's expanding into new categories. So what is next for Olfactory? So you know that's that's part of it. Um, I think yeah, it's creating sense for uh, for businesses, figuring out how to translate this into more sort of uh, like um, doing this in other places. So in mm -hmm. other in other businesses, like you could take this into. Uh, another business that just sells fragrances and, and make custom versions uh, in, in that space. So we, we're sort of expanding the physical idea as well, while also trying to build this online experience. Well, I think the online experience is brilliant. Like that solves the problem. If someone's already interested in creating a custom scent, you just do this process and you get credits towards every step. Yeah. I mean, great way to find a solution in a very difficult environment. We've talked so much about Olfactory today. Um, I'd love for you to share some advice to aspiring entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it. Look, it depends on what you're doing. I think a little bit. We spoke a little earlier about you know if you can raise as much money as you 
raise more money than you need. People say this all the time, but I think that's really important. If you can get as much more money than you, you'll, there's always going to be, you can have the best spreadsheet in the world, but there's going to be overruns and there's mm. going to be things you don't expect. Or there's going to be new opportunities that you want to exploit and you want to do it like fast. So yeah. you don't, you want to, if you can get more money than you need to start up, that's always great. Um, I would also say just as a general thing, don't let a no stop you one no stop you from doing something and don't let one yes convince you of doing something mm. you want to like people you even the even the most trusted advisor someone who has all the experience in an area and all the things and then you really trust them with everything to do with what you're trying to do um they don't know all the things that you know as well yeah. and so you want to take if you get five no's on something from all experience, then yeah, probably don't do probably, it. Probably Rethink don't. it. But like, don't let one thing discourage you and don't don't let one yes, one no discourage you and don't let one yes convince you as well. So do some market research before being committed to an idea. Yeah, or just crowdsource your advice, I'd say, totally. rather than just having, letting one person, because people, advice is free. That's fantastic advice speaking <laughs> of someone that advice is free um i pre i appreciate that it's been wonderful having you on the show jj and thank, thank you. you for joining us thanks to everyone who tuned in today if you want to learn more about olfactory visit olfactorynyc.com or follow them on instagram at olfactorynyc and that is all for this episode of school of hustle Keep up with all of our episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you can stream or download podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please, please, please leave us a review, share with your friends, and subscribe to our show. We'll see you next time. Bye.